Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You are listening to Titletown Brawl. The Packers coverage show of the Brawl Network. With Jay Andrews, Dave Steger, Eli Berkovitz, and special guest analyst, Dylan Busby. Tonight's special guest, your Green Bay Packers defensive back, number 39, Shandon Sullivan. Welcome, everybody, to another live episode of Titletown Brawl. It's me, Jay Andrews, and our usual cast of characters. Don't forget to hit us up on social media. Find us on Twitter at Titletown Brawl. Myself is at UPJ33. Dave is at Dave Steger731. Eli Ooh. is at Book of Eli underscore NFL. And Dylan is at Dylan Busby1. You can find us on Facebook by First follow, one. like, and share our Facebook page by searching title town brawl and don't forget to give our parent company some love the brawl network follow them on twitter at network brawl follow like and share their facebook page by searching the brawl network and don't forget to hit them up on the all-new website thebrawlnetwork.com it's your one-stop shop the brawl has it all baby good evening boys What's going good, on? What's up? Good evening, fellas. Good evening, Title Town Brawlers. Man, a little bit of quiet day for Green Bay Packers again. Some other big news around the league, but you know what? We're going to hit you up with some Green Bay Packers news. We're going to go ahead and start off with Packers re-signed veteran safety Will Redman. Um, Jay's not the biggest fan of this. What? Hey, I said today, <laughs> new season, new start. He has room to grow. I'm willing to give him a second chance. That was last year's so, assessment. Same thing for Tyler Lancaster, right? Nope. <laughs> Lancaster's <laughs> been there two years. Anyways, it was a uh, it was a one year deal they re signed him to. Um, probably just a prove it deal. See if he can step up his play. And it looks like there's no hindrances if they need to get rid of him before any mark during the season. It's more of a money saved than anything. They, a reminder from yesterday that did bring back Mercedes Lewis on a one-year deal that's worth $2.25 million, so it's very cheap for a probably the best run-blocking tight end in the league. It's like having a, six off, a sixth offensive lineman out there. But moving on for tomorrow, I want to bring up, and it says, per Rob Demosky, Friday will be an expensive day for the Packers. They must dole Dylan, are you trying to fix your automobile there, or, or what's going on? Well, nope. gee, I was just doing news. 
Well, I can't even hear the news because I hear him freaking taking the alternator out of his freaking Beamer. Oh, you should talk. You should talk. Yeah, actually, he's got a point, Jay. You chew peanut brittle into the mic. Yeah. Literally, I can see peanut brittle crumbs in your microphone screen. I don't ever. First of all, I never eat pre- peanut brittle. Second of all, eat. Even when I listen back to the episodes, the only one you can't understand or hear is me talking with my mouth full. So, booyah. Oh, no. I'm sorry. It sounds like you're chewing on nuts and bolts. (laughs) But to the (laughs) listeners, I'm saying the listeners on my end can't hear you because all we hear, which is what I hear, is what the listeners hear, is him him and his Audi and him fixing the wiener stickle. Rob Demosky! (laughs) <laughs> said, the Darius Smith gets nine million tomorrow. Aaron Rodgers gets five point two four, and Preston Smith gets four million. So, with that, I think Gutekunst restructures a contract from a, a say a roster bonus into a signing bonus, and it eliminates that straight from the cap. We can clear up a good seven to nine million of that if Gutekunst just does that for these players. These guys obviously earned it. It's more cap space we can open up. Plus, you still can cut Lane Taylor if you need more room. So, if folks, I think, I think Zadarius ahead, is, a, is a. I think is a, is a good candidate to get restructured. He has a big hit coming up. Yeah, he'd get the signing bonus directly. Exactly. Too. Exactly. I think. I think if someone's going to have it, I think his contract makes the most sense. Because, um, yeah, they're going to need to clear up a little bit more space. But uh, go ahead, continue, Dave. Oh, no, you're okay. I was just saying the fact of, folks, there's also news today that we found out the Packers, as I said yesterday, are in the wide receiver pool. Gutekunst is obviously looking somewhere else as well. So I'm just telling you right now that per a, a source we have on Twitter put out that Packers are in talks with Jacksonville for Yannick Ngakwe. And then they're also kicking the tires on talks with Emmanuel Sanders and Brashad Perryman. I'm fine with any of those guys because, one, Yannick Ngakwe would really help improve the full feature of this defensive line. You could bump Zadarius Smith inside, play him a stand-up five hybrid technique, and I think it would give guards and, and centers fits. Because one, you're going to have to worry about Kenny Clark on the other side of the A or B gap, or Zadarius on the other gap. But a guy standing up already, he's already ready to go. He's already ready shooting the gap before you even get out of your stance. And Zadarius is obviously that quick. We've seen it. And then you put Yannick Ngakwe on the other edge with Preston Smith. I just think it's a recipe for success if Gutekunst can find a way to do it. I did see Dylan's Eagles hopped out of the conversation today. The trade talks kind of stalled between them. Yeah, uh, that sucks. <laughs> But really Packers are still in it. Um, I feel, guys, Emmanuel Sanders or Brashad Perryman would be really nice additions to this team if we got either one or both. Because no one good at Coons, he would probably pick up both because it's good at Coons. But either way, if we got one or the either, I think they'd be both really nice fill-ins for the slot. And – in my opinion, also, I think Emmanuel Sanders would have a better time in 49ers offense like Jay and I talked earlier because Debo Samuel wasn't pulling double coverage and giving Emmanuel single coverage most of the time. You go, look, Devontae Adams would pull double coverage and Emmanuel Sanders would get single coverage probably 90% of the game. So 
both additions would be welcome on this team. There he is. He's done fixing his cat. <laughs> so, fellas, what do you think? Yannick Ngakwe or Sanders or Perryman? Uh, Which one do you like best? Well, I mean, Ngakwe obviously would be, you know, a dream addition to any defense. The guy is incredible. But I think if we're being real, he just got tagged, which I believe is at $19 million. So they're, they're not going to trade for him and keep him on the tag. You'd have to trade for him oh, and, then, and, and then give him a contract. And deal and, yeah, yeah. And do a whole new deal, yeah. So you would have to – the Packers would have to figure out, even if they push money off to the future – it's still hard to believe they're going to be able to get another massive uh, linebacker contract under the cap with uh, extension for if Clark. If Kuntz could do that with Nagakwe, he is a god. In oh, my eyes. Smith up, and Nagakwe in within two Yeah, if you added Nagakwe to the front seven, like you I mean, you said it would make it a more complete front seven. It would well, make I was it just saying contract-wise, but yeah, yeah, Clark would be there all it four. Would, oh I'm my saying, god. Front, the front four would probably literally be the best in the NFL, and I don't think that would be an exaggeration. Or being biased towards the pack. Eli, be, time sorry. out. Dylan, did you lose weight? That shirt looks too big for you. That's enough. Continue on. <laughs> that neck <laughs> looks so skinny today. What'd you do? Did you guys drink water? All right. Did you... I wear big shirts when I'm lounging. You so you're stealing, you're stealing shirts out of my dresser? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you. You like my, my nightgown 3XL on you? So I don't think Ngakwe... <laughs> <laughs> Listen, he jumps right back. He's a fantastic player, but I always am skeptical about taking a guy who doesn't drop into coverage at all. He hasn't done it in his pro career. I mean, I'm sure he has taken a few drops, but for the most part, he's a four-three defensive end with his hand in the dirt, yeah. simply going after the quarterback, and he's he is damn good at it too. He, I think, he averages like something like eight and a half sacks a season, and he's only been They're in the league for like four or five years. On that defense for that stretch. Here's what I'll say. As an Eagles fan, some people say it doesn't make sense to have three highly paid defensive tackles with Cox, Malik Jackson, and Javon Hargrave, but that makes more sense to me than if the Packers got Ngakwe because you have Malik Jackson who's just coming off of a season-ending ACL injury. He barely Probably didn't get let go. the Eagles last year. Whereas trying to put Ngakwe on the field, that uh, to me means you're taking off either Preston Smith or Zadarius Smith. Because, I mean, yeah, you can kick Zadarius inside, but ideally you'd rather have him rushing the passer every time and not covering a running back or a tight end. So it doesn't make as much sense to me for the Packers to get Ngakwe. As, as good of a player as he is, he just doesn't fit the scheme, and you would have to take one year of Smith Brothers off the field to be truly effective. Um, now we give him the full pass rushing ability and kick Z inside. I just said I don't like Zadarius as an inside linebacker. It doesn't make any sense. Did not an inside linebacker. I'm talking about a five technique defensive lineman where he played in Baltimore a lot. Okay, well that's fine. Well then, I mean now you wasted Rashawn Gary because you have Kenny. No, Clark he's still a third string time. outside linebacker. But as he's your 12th overall pick. <laughs> yeah, come on now. Well, no, look, I will say that I, I mean I do agree with Dylan. When I first saw the report, I was a bit like that would be very cool and very fun, but. I think it would be. I would rather them see them add offensive firepower than. I mean, Ngakwe is great. They were talking to wide receivers today. No, I know. I'm saying it could obviously it would improve the <laughs> defense. But but I do kind of agree that like you'd be putting so much money in that position, forcing either one of the Smiths or Gary to not play as much, and you might just be better off spending that money on a receiver. But as a fan, I don't think I could ever be upset <laughs> if I if I see Yannick Ngakwe on the team. But I do hear For what sure. you're saying. Oh, and speaking of edge rushers, 
folks, if I see one more person on Twitter say, we need you reaching Clay Matthews. No! It's a 34-year-old. That makes more sense to me. No, 34-year-old. you got to be so flushed already. 34-year-old outside linebacker. No, he's too slow now. It's just an older Blake Martinez now an inside linebacker. I love Clay on the edge. On the edge. First down, Clay Matthews makes a lot of sense to me. No. No. Familiar with the scheme. I think it would make sense to sign him to a cheap deal and put him in the middle next to Kirksey if you couldn't get anyone else. I mean, hey, you see the history plaque right there? Keep him in the history. Well, look, regardless, they're no. not going to do it because because the Packers could have had him last year. They didn't. Then they, they gave didn't him offer a big minimum for him. Nothing. They didn't even, call, they didn't even contact him. So no, I don't expect no. the Packers to do it. To die. Like literally, the horse needs to go behind the the, the shed, boom, right in the head. I'm sick of it. Clay Matthews does not need to be on the Clay team. Matthews is a stalwart as a Packer in the history of the hard. Packers, and he is a terrible inside linebacker. Okay. Stop it. Thank you. Harsh. It's when sad. When Jay and I have to now, if you're telling me I can now. get Clay Matthews as my Kyler Fackrell replacement in the four as the fourth guy in the rotation, yeah, then yes. Well, he's going to have to. Gary's a stud compared to him. He ain't coming here so we don't got to worry about it. <laughs> I'm going to eat my trail mix But now. anyways, but, oh, please, somebody mute him, please. <laughs> All right, moving on to other news. Dylan got some news. Darius Slay traded to the Eagles. Big from our, our NFC North neighbors, the Lions. I swear Bob Quinn is one of the Dumbest GMs, not Bill O'Brien dumb, not Ryan Pace dumb, right below that. A third rounder and a fifth rounder. It's a absurd. steal. Ridiculous. A steal. Yeah. Absolutely. And listen, I, I understand he's coming off of what seems to be his worst season of his career And it's still a better season than most of the corners in the league. That's the problem. <laughs> still a great season, and from what I understand, he dealt with some nagging injuries last year. So he's now... On a team where his the head coach that he drafted him, Jim Schwartz, is the defensive coordinator, very familiar, Boy. fits the scheme as a, a man coverage cornerback, has great stats. Just go look at everything I posted today on Twitter. I mean, 6,000 snaps and hasn't given up a receiver, you know, over 100 yards more than four times in his entire career, things like that. So just a fantastic addition to the Eagles. Didn't cost much at all um, as far as picks go. I mean, I, he is being <laughs> – the highest paid cornerback in the league right now, but that's that's what you need when you're making a Super Bowl run. Oh, our friend Julius tried to come out and say, Oh no, he he, he just had his worst year. I'm like, again, I just told you, Dylan. I told him, Julius, it's still better than nine tenths of the league in the NFL. He's one of the top five corners in the NFL for a reason. He's been that good. He's gonna be I tell you what, I think he was taking plays off because I, I think he was trying to force a trade before the trade deadline last year. I don't think he was fully in it. I really don't, mentally or physically. And I think and that that's right. why he had a bad year. But, at the same note, Dylan, do you got any games for us to play? <laughs> well, I was going to I was gonna throw I a little play game how bad Detroit you. I was going to call Crystal Ball. Ooh! Ooh! Ooh. All right, let's go. So I've got Only if you I've tell got... my fortune, baby. <laughs> I've got three guys in mind that as far as I know Dylan, Dylan, time out, time out Dylan, Dylan, you sound like you're speaking to me on the other side of a wormhole 
Dylan, get in front of your phone. Guys, you got to relax. <laughs> I can't, I can't relax. Or, He's no. literally pulling out a crystal ball right now. We, I, I can't see him, nor can I hear him as clear as I want to or the listeners no. do. I can't see him either, but I'm just I'm just telling you he's I've been hearing the ball. I can hear him, but like I said, he sounds like he's talking at the other end of a polar vortex. Everyone shut up. <laughs> All right, so there's three guys I want to ask you about. As far as I know, they've not been signed yet. Dave, you can correct me if I'm wrong. But I'll ask each one of you specifically, each three guys, so we can get an idea, a clear perspective on who thinks what and not just a bunch of uh Three-way perspectives on one single guy. So, first, I'll start off with the youngest, the most handsomest, the prettiest member of the team, Eli Berkovitz. Our child. Um, You know, that is not only confoundedly wrong, but uh, just just get a room. (laughs) Well, it's actually, it's a fact. I mean, you guys, well, I mean, double or triple me in age, and that's not an insult. It's just factual. I mean, it is what it is. Eli, 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 Eli. Again, it goes back yeah. to the teenage things. Like, like, th- yeah. I'm don't, not don't... a teenager. I, you know, I'm a 23 year old man. I am. I am. I am a very old person. They go back out. Hey, talk, 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 talk to me when, when you're 30. Then, then we can have a right. discussion. <laughs> um, deal. Let's make it through the coronavirus, and I'll talk to you when I'm 30. Yeah. Maybe yeah. we'll so... be talking to each other till we're 30, or you're 30. Reverse aging. <laughs> Are you going to ask him the question or what? Let's go. No, don't do even. <laughs> Jesus. Since you are the sexiest <laughs> member of the group, I'm going to give you the sexiest free agent daddy. to deal with. Where yeah. do you think Jadavian Clowney is going to sign? Uh, that's. I mean, I've been wondering why his he hasn't gone anywhere, and the root reports are that he hasn't really had a great market, so he might take a short deal. I don't know, honestly. I've been like looking. I've I've heard obviously the Seahawks. It seems unlikely that the Seahawks will bring him back. I honestly, I've been trying. I thought maybe like the Falcons. They lost a couple guys, but they're not. I don't think they have the money for him. It's tough. Clowney's a really weird situation because technically he should be someone that should have been one of the first guys signed coming into free agency, and now there's a market for him. I think he's one of those guys who maybe the production doesn't match up to what like people look at him as. Hey, because he's off. Yeah, I mean, I, he never really had that monster sack season that maybe some of the best linebackers in the league have had. So it's going to be interesting. I think he might do, like the report said, he might take a short-term deal, a one- or two-year deal, as like a prove-it that he's truly elite, and then try to get that monster deal after. But it doesn't look like he's going to get that big four-year deal right now, at least – as of today. Jadavian Clowney has never had double-digit sacks. That's ironic, isn't it? Exactly. Whoa, that was Eli's crystal balls question. <laughs> that That's true, but he he's one of those guys who affects the game in so many other ways. He shoots inside and stuffs run plays. He, wrecks, he just wrecks screen plays and reverses. I think he's an excellent player, and yeah, it doesn't show up in the sacks, but to have anyone would be more than happy to have Jadavian on their team. Even me, after seeing him drive Carson's head into the ground and ruin our postseason chances. You know who? Uh, you know who stuffed him at the line to allow Aaron Jones to get a touchdown? Jay Sternberger. There you go. Sternberger, twenty twenty. Sternberger, you know I'm all about it. Jay, we don't get to hear your perspective on wide receivers too often, so this oh, question's coming to you. 
Where do you think the pair of Robbie Anderson and Brashad Perriman will end up this season? Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Robbie Anderson is going to end up. Either in L.A. or with the Raiders. He'd be a classic Gruden guy. Yeah, he's got that bad attitude. That actually would work. Perryman, <laughs> honestly, Perryman, I could see Perryman honestly going to a multitude of places. Green Bay, Minnesota. Um, Center. Hey, the Cardinals still. I want- L- L.A. Rams, L.A. Chargers. <laughs> He's a guy that he's a guy that I think after last year he's going to intrigue a lot of teams on just maybe a small deal, short small deal to see what he can, if you know if he can kind of like Clowney, except for without the injuries. Just you know he was highly touted coming out of college, kind of busted out, and then is he's on his uh, resurgent tour right now. So I think his stats and Eli went over it. I think last night about his last five games, he averaged five catches, a hundred yards. I mean that. Yeah, that's nothing to sniff about. Now, is this, is that prove that he can consistently do that? No, but I think it's enough. We've seen from enough general managers across this league over you know decades that kind of thing at the end of a season is going to get you a multiple interest from multiple teams. It doesn't mean you're going to get paid a lot, but I think he'll have a choice of maybe three, four, five teams to go to. All right. Player has horrible eyes. Does a lot of things that make you go. Dylan, what you're the breaking hell up. Is he thinking. Good to go now. Yeah, you're good now. Sorry. Give me your crystal ball on famous Jameis Winston. Me? Um, famous Jameis Winston. I think after the Andy Dalton, the Cam Newton, all that dust is going to settle, and there's going to be a guy. With an empty with an empty spot waiting for him, I think you're going to see famous Jameis with a lightning bolt on his head. I think he goes to L.A. Hey, well, L.A. Chipmunk, huh? you done storm for the winter? Unbelievable, <laughs> this guy! Unbelievable! Jesus! What are the listeners hearing now, Jay? Sounds like you're chewing bear granola. <laughs> Good lord. Anyways, I think James is gonna just you guys. I hear you in it. Bang me! Um but no, I think James ends up on the Chargers. I think it's just a good spot for him. You talk about one wide receiver for the 
straight to another one. You got female Mike Williams, Hunter Henry, Austin Eckler. Like, that's one of the biggest multi-tools behind freaking Aaron Jones and Christian McCaffrey. I think I think LA is going to end up taking Jameis because they have right now they're like oh we're going to stick with Tyrod Taylor uh, yeah we've seen that end up on the Browns before and it didn't end up well so or the Bills didn't end up well so yeah I think they're going to move on from that I think I think the Chargers are going to sign Winston I don't think it's going to be to the thirty million but I think it's going to be like a one year twenty five million like twenty million guaranteed type thing. Man, I want to believe that, but I also feel bad for Tyrod. I think for the third time in a row, he's going to get snuffed out for a rookie. I think they're going to take a first-rounder, just like with Josh Allen, just like with Baker Mayfield. You might see their two of or Jordan Love or Justin Herbert. I know. Listen, Tyrod is a good QB. No! He's just not an excellent QB. He doesn't do anything exceptionally well, but... I would much rather have Tyrod than so many other quarterbacks that have taken snaps Actually, in this league. I would take Tyrod over Mitch. I was about to say, I would take Tyrod over Mitch, that's for sure. Yeah, in a heartbeat. There you go. Take Tyrod Taylor over... Uh, Truth is, I mean, in terms of backup QBs, I mean, Taylor's for sure top three minimum, backup, maybe no. the best. Agreed, backup, but he's also never really had like a full, you're the starter, you're the guy, here's a good offense. He's Buffalo. Buffalo. Buffalo, I was about to say, a good offense. Buffalo's offense was garbage. And they so went to the playoffs. If he's the starter in L.A. with Austin Eckler, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Hunter Henry, the pieces are there. So I don't think Tyrod Taylor is amazing, but I also think he's a good enough game manager that if he had the pieces around him, he could get the Jameis Chargers. just 5,000 blind. Yeah, okay, but Jameis will also go to the Chargers and he'll 7, be – 7,000 Okay, but he'll he'll go to the Chargers and be a, a worse version of Philip Rivers in the in the in the terms of no, well, oh, turning, no. turning okay. it over, turning it over. Are you saying after. prime Philip Rivers, or are you talking about no. Philip Rivers now, who has eight kids and he can't grow his arms? He's holding his kids in his arms too much. Exactly. No, but Rivers, you know, Rivers as great as he was his whole career, he's always been a turnover guy. You know, he's always thrown a lot of picks. He get he can't move, so he's had fumbles. So I'm saying Jameis would go to L.A. And he could do the same thing in Tampa Bay. He could throw 5,000 yards, but I think he would still throw 25-plus picks. No, I don't and think he would. I think his vision's fixed. I think his injuries are healed. I think <laughs> Come on. The guy wasn't playing blind. That's abs- like, There's no way. <laughs> Even if I'm he was, he's Did you see how much he was squinting? It's all from that grease he was licking off his fingers, splashing in his There's eyes. The point of reading a defense and seeing, like, if you can read a defense, you can read a defense. I'm not saying Jameis can fix it. any man that thinks that eating a W in front of his teammates and and keeps going with it <laughs> is blind anywhere like three inches. What a bag of trail mix. He didn't even see the yeah, guy's would... faces around him's reaction while he's doing that. So yeah, I agree with Dave. Dude was blind as a bat, man. You ever see him stand the sideline during national anthem? Come on, he can't be an He's NFL sweating. quarterback going week after week without literally oh, yeah, seeing. I believe it. Con- Eli, book it. It okay. happened. Book it, youngin. What happened? Eli, you and I will come out on the right end of this. <laughs> I'm down. Jay, these whippersnappers. I'll tell you what. Whippersnappers, yeah. But uh, okay, you sure, you're not the old guy. Sir Dillo. Well, I only asked fantasy questions yesterday, so I'd love to know actually your guys' thoughts on if the Tampa Bay Buccaneers right now are locked into the playoffs. Yeah. I'm hopping yes. With seven teams, I'm going to say yes. Six teams maybe yes. out. Because you have New Orleans in that division. 
But with seven teams per conference, I think they get in. They have I think they end up as a wild card. It's going to be weird with that extra team. I'll say that. And it's going to be like Tom Brady getting in the seventh seed, and they're going to face the second seed with like the Seahawks or something. <laughs> and guess Last what? It's going to be it's going to be deja vu for freaking Pete Carroll all over again. They're going to have the ball two yard line. Chris Carson, run the ball, Pete. Well, I got to throw it. He was okay. I'm convinced that Pete the- Carroll was put in the same situation again. He would still throw it because he's a stud. He <laughs> okay, here's the scenario that's actually going to happen. Tom Brady's year in Tampa Bay is going to be the equivalent to the year that Brett Favre had with the Jets, okay? And then what's going to end up happening they is, is because, because Tom Tom really, Tom really wants, he ooh, really wants ooh. to be in the division, but all those teams in that division already have a quarterback that they think they're, they're, they're sold on, right? And so what's going to end up happening is he's going to flame out there, and a- after this year, he's going to end up going out and he's going to get traded or cut, and he's going to end up back in the AFC East to be able to take his revenge on Bill Belichick, much like the Favre story. So, full Favre. I got to counter that. So you just said Favre and his Jets year, they missed the playoffs by one game, and guess how many seeds were there? Six. If you put them in the same scenario this year, seven teams. He makes the playoffs. Boom. Eight and Boom. eight that year. <laughs> eight and eight that year. Dave dropping and guess what? They almost Mother the trucker. One game. They <laughs> and by the way, game. by the if way, they wouldn't, they wouldn't, teams. they wouldn't have made that if Wild you go. Ball. No, if you would have went back and looked at it the way the playoffs are done and the tiebreakers, they still wouldn't have made the playoffs. Six they still wouldn't have made it the playoffs. It was six seeds. Yes, they would, the tiebreakers. They still wouldn't seed. have made it in. Yes. No. Would because have taken of the, the divisional loss, they would have another team would have taken that seventh seed. So stop trying to make something into nothing. Yeah. No, don't do that. If they would have lost that week seventeen game, if they would have right. won that week, if Favre would have won seventeen game, no, they would have freaking made it. If it let was me put this seed. out there. Hold on, Sonny. When you when you respond to something, Title Town Brawl has tweeted, and you get the feeling that it's Dave responding. Just please give up right then and there. Don't continue the conversation. Don't try to win any sort of argument. You're just going to waste a half hour of your life, and you're not going to feel any better about it afterwards. So if you feel like something productive is going to happen, by all means, hit us up, send us a message. But I am the most guys. stubborn, cruel magden man you will ever meet in your life. I am the missing link. That's what I am called in my lifetime. That's one but hell I believe of a way to that with our guests coming on. Just right, you, you hey, say the so damnedest what? things right as people are coming on. Welcome to the big show, there, Chandon. <laughs> I gotta say it. <laughs> How's it going? <laughs> hey, I love the uh, shirt, man. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Can y'all hear me? Oh yes. Yeah. We are welcomed by your Green Bay Packers number thirty-nine, the defensive back. Chandon Sullivan, welcome, 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 but thanks for joining the show. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Thank you, Alfred. Oh, it's a pleasure. It's, uh, we, we love that yeah. you love the videos that Eli does. That's how this all got started. Eli is our magic maker, and <laughs> he always puts these awesome film strips together. And and when he hit yours, and they're like, oh, Chance Olin just hit us. I'm like, what? Off Eli's video? And next day, I'm like, oh, man, all right, let's get him on. Oh, yeah, for sure. It was pretty cool. So I appreciate y'all for that. Oh, well, sure. you're more than welcome to come on anytime after this. We always love having guests, either scheduled or just random impromptu. But we're going to go ahead and get to it. New guests have a tradition here, okay. and they have to go ahead and have a little bit of a humble brag time. Build yourself up, pat, uh, uh, pat yourself on the back type moment. Um, where have you been through college, childhood, all that stuff? Give them a little summary. Uh, well. You know, I grew up in the metro Atlanta area, uh, right around the Gwinnett County area. So uh, it was tough, you know, even just getting college offers. You know, I've always been talented. I just always feel like I've been overlooked. Uh, you know, I'm talking about a region where you had Deshaun Watson, who was in my region. Uh, you have Alvin Kamara right up the street. You know, it's just so many guys, so much competition. So, like, my high school, I kind of felt like I got overlooked. But I was fortunate enough to go to college anyway, play Georgia State, uh, play four amazing years. And, you know, I got my shot in the NFL. So it's been an amazing journey so far. It's been a pleasure watching you, man, especially go through that. We actually have a buddy on here who's an Eagles fan, Dylan. So he got to see you for a little bit when he was on the Eagles going through. Oh, yeah. But we right. Well, Shannon? It's definitely been a journey just, you know, with the Eagles, how much I learned with that, that short year and then just how I progressed into year two. So I was excited. So are you claiming the Eagles taught you the skills to go to Green Bay? Uh, <laughs> no, I think the Eagles prepared me how to be a pro, you know, with everything. Ah. That's that's what it taught me, you know, just learning how to do what I need to do so I can perform the best on Sundays. You know, I, I had to go through the highs and the lows my first year just so I could bounce back in year two. So They were well, the kiddie pool we for you little... so you could jump yep, off into the deep end. Say that again? I said they were the kiddie pool for you so you could go ahead and get used to the water and go jump off the high <laughs> dive into the deep there end. There you go. So, you know. <laughs> Good job, Dylan. We appreciate the Eagles. Not fair. <laughs> Bump, set, and spike. All right, well, we have a little a little game we like to play. Yep, that's all we call it. Nice to meet nice. you. We didn't send you this questions because we want to put you on the spot. It's the basic icebreaker to let all the Packer fans out. Cool. Get to know the person and what you really like. So there's a few questions here. We're just going to fire them off rapid fire, and you can go ahead and answer them. All right. These are the most important questions you're right, ever going to answer in your life, by the way. <laughs> all right <laughs> all right <clears throat> you ready chandon these are tough i'm ready <laughs> all right favorite color uh green hey where, where yeah. were you born i was born in greenville south carolina what's your favorite food favorite food would be my mom's hot dogs with her famous chili. 
Okay, time out. You got to describe this because <laughs> hot dogs, moms, go. What? what give, give mom a shout out for a second. This is your opportunity to shout her out and her famous hot dogs. We got to hear this. Shout out my mom, my number one fan, Janice Sullivan. Uh, her hot dogs will be everywhere pretty soon, I'm sure. Her recipe is crazy. <laughs> I think she liked the post today. I saw Janice Sullivan like the post, and I'm like, yeah. it's got to be his mom. That's my mom. She's pretty active, no. so, you know, she tries to stay up. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Follow. And onions or just chili? Uh, just the chili. She kind of makes like a sweet chili. It's kind of uh, different than your traditional oh, chili. Right get down south. Okay. So, you know, I've been hosting for Georgia. He lives in South Carolina, years. so we fully understand. For sure. Oh, so. I'm a chef by trade, so I love any any good food. I can appreciate it. Okay. You got to send me some recipes then. <laughs> Dude, oh, you God. like you got my number, man. Anytime, <laughs> look, tell Dave. Trust oh, me, God. I text Dave my my nightly my nightly meals, and he's always texting me back like you want to ship some of that down. So, anytime you want cooking, Hell yeah, you can, you can go ahead and hit me up anytime. I love telling people how to cook. You got my number. Okay, sounds good. Appreciate you. <laughs> All right, your favorite sport? Football, of course. But I grew up a basketball fan. Every That's single common. football player we've yeah. had on Side that. question, Everyone. can you bowl and are you any good? I'm actually pretty decent in basketball. You know, I had, you know, great no, run. Bowl. I wanted to play in college, actually. Bowling. Bowling, nah, Chandon. Oh, bowling? Bowling? Yes. Uh, I'm okay. I'm solid. I'm not the best, but, I, you know, I could beat my friends. <laughs> That's all that matters. As long as you can beat your friends. Big thing up in Green Bay is I know the players do a lot of bowling up there. Oh, yeah. We actually held a, like a charity event this year, and I did yep. pretty well. There you go. Former Green Bay Packer James Starks has got an open challenge to anybody in Green Bay that wants to take him on. Just just to, just to let you know if you want to you hit him. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to have to practice first. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Your favorite athlete growing up? Uh, Floyd Mayweather and LeBron James. Ooh. Favorite sports team? Favorite sports. I grew up a Falcons fan. So right. He's a dirty bird. Dirty bird. <laughs> dirty bird. Do you have any siblings and how many? Yes, I'm actually the middle child of five. I have an older brother and an older sister, younger brother and a younger sister. Big All family. Right. Awesome. Yeah. Do you have a nickname and what is it? Uh, my nickname would probably be Show, S-H-O-W. Just something I grew up, uh, earned when I was in high school, and it kind of stuck. That's what my high school coaches called me and my uh, college coaches. So. Showtime Sully. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I that's kind of where that came from. And Sully, I guess. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Favorite animal? Uh, a lion. Describe yourself in five words or less. Ooh. Athletic. Uh, intelligent. Uh, I feel like I'm a pretty humble guy. Uh, uh, loyal and genuine. All right. Other than I'm DB, dang good trade. yeah. Other, other than DB, what other positions have you played on the football field? <laughs> everywhere, from quarterback to receiver, running back. You know, pretty much everywhere on the field. Growing up. You know, besides bowling, I we get a lot of the common answers is other it's quarterback like what is we need to have a discussion with these youth football coaches and who they're letting play quarterback. It's the new age. Like everybody yeah. starts at quarterback and they shove you guys to defense over the years. I don't there's like a really very really sad trend here. 
it's crazy. DB was something I learned later on in my career. You know, I was pretty much an offensive player my whole career. And then my coach, when I got to college, really, it was just like, you know, son, you want to play? Go to corner. And I was like, all right. So. <laughs> all right. Most memorable and football moment? Um, Probably this past season, get my first career interception. That's probably my most memorable moment. It was a beautiful one at that. Appreciate yeah, it. And FYI, side note, you did recover that fumble. I don't care what the reason. Yes, all uh, day long. I was, I was, I was so devastated, but it's all good. We won. So <laughs> all right, short term goal and long term goal. Ooh, short term goal to get back to football. You know, I heard our OTAs may be pushed back, so I'm just a little, you know, excited and just ready to get back on the field. All my brothers and long term goal. Uh, just become, uh, you know, hopefully a starter in this NFL and, you know, be one of the top DBs in the, in the league. What is it about football that you love so much? Uh, just the competition, you know, especially in the NFL. It keeps you on your toes. You have to be on your A game every week. And especially playing DB, you know, I feel like that's, you know, at the quarterback might be the hardest position on the field. So, you know, it's just a challenge every week. Favorite activity other than football? Um, probably playing video games with my friends or even online when I'm in Green Bay and they're back in Georgia, you know, playing online. So what's your top game, man? What you best at? It's weird. I play Madden barely, but I'm a 2K fan. I play basketball, so. 2K's coming back. What yeah, system? So I'm excited. PS4, 2K. Xbox. Uh, I have both just because my friends, you know, they, some have Xbox and some have PS4. You always got I one group both. that has one, one group that yeah. has another. Every <laughs> friend problem solver. <laughs> But I grew up a PlayStation guy my whole life. I'm not even gonna lie. I just converted. Oh, sure. All right, favorite. If I tried movie. playing Xbox right now, I would be embarrassed. I can't. Favorite movie? That. Ooh, um, probably like Rush Hour Two with Chris Tucker. It's one of like my favorite mm. movies of all time. Rush Hour. That is a good one. Classic. I loved Rush Hour movies oh. in forever. I loved Chris Tucker growing up <laughs> in the '90s. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, dude He's made me laugh all the time. All right. Coolest place you visited on vacation or because of sports? Oh, coolest place. Oh, I have to think. Mm, probably going to London my freshman, uh, my freshman rookie season. That was something new. That was my first time out the country, so probably playing in London. Was that a good experience for you all around? Or? Uh, we won, so I guess, you know, it all worked out. But it was, it was very challenging, you know, just with the time difference and, and having to adjust on the fly, sleeping on the plane. It was just a lot going on. So, But we, we got the win, so it was fun. Uh, special talent, if you have any, uh, besides an uh, athlete. Probably, that's, that's pretty <laughs> much it, honestly. That was my talent, just being uh, no pretty good a lot of sport. Mm, I could juggle, but I don't really feel like that's special. I know a lot of people can juggle. Uh, I'm really hoping for the unicycle. Nah, <laughs> every every player, Chandon, every player he's he brings unicycle. I'm up. gonna get one with a unicycle talent. One of you guys are <laughs> gonna power. have to take up unicycling just to satisfy him. I'm telling you, man. I got you. You couldn't even right. pay me to try to sit on a unicycle. It'd be a disaster. We know. Favorite type of music good. and your favorite artist and song. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Oh. Favorite genre would probably be hip-hop. Um, but, you know, I listen to a lot of R&B. Um, favorite artist? That's, that's tough. I would probably say Young Thug. And favorite song? Probably No Way by Young Thug. It's probably my favorite song. Actually, to add on to that, because it's such an ongoing debate, how about Dub Baby or Lil Baby? See, it's tough. I like both. <laughs> um, being that Lil Baby's from Georgia, you know, the Metro Atlanta area, I probably have to go with him. But, you know, I like both guys, though. See? All right, now this, this by far, is the most important question of the entire night, bar none. Pan right. style, oh God, I know. thin crust, or deep dish pizza? Uh, probably deep dish. Oh, yeah, that's the second one in a row. <laughs> in your face, Dave Stegger. Oh, my God. Oh, yes. Such an overrated pizza. <laughs> I I think okay, that, I get, think I think I am done. I can rest now. My I've proven my point. You are your your mountain is slowly melting like a freaking iceberg <laughs> in the Savannah desert. Die, oh. <laughs> I told you that man. was the most important. That's why I save it for last. All right, guys, okay, you can take what over. Get stuff for us, Shannon. Shannon, what if we had stuff crust? I'll eat it. I'm not opposed to it. Just you know, I, if I had to All choose, right. you know, I'm just trying to get you off of that deep dish, man. <laughs> it's it's, it's already been set, done. That ship has sailed, pal. All right, Dylan, Sorry, Eli, man. who wants to go first? Eli, by all means. All right. Uh, first off, Shannon, thanks for coming on the show. It's awesome. We're going to talk some football with you. Coming over to the Packers, I don't know if you came in and Tremont Williams, a veteran who's been in the league for well over a decade, being on the roster, and just as a younger player in the league, I was wondering what kind of influence has Tremont made on you, on your game, or in the locker room, off the field? What's it like to be playing the same position as such a seasoned veteran in the same locker room? Uh, you know, my hat's off to him. You know, he's definitely a great guy, you know, just even outside of football, how he carries himself. And it's somebody I definitely try to imitate my game after, you know, he's he came in undrafted and made a, yeah. you know, had a very lucrative career after. So I just study his his study habits, how he prepares for the games and how he's so consistent, you know, each year and how he's, you know, well in his 30s and hasn't slowed down. Mm-hmm. So it's just amazing to me. But he's definitely been probably the most influential veteran, uh, you know, in my life so far. Yeah, I would imagine, yeah, being in the same position group as him must be yeah. pretty awesome. Pretty uh, and then I guess I'll I'll quickly just jump on this next one and then go over to Dylan. But obviously we just had the the CBA vote go down. And I was just wondering, you know, what, what your thoughts are on the deal. And if you wouldn't mind sharing how you voted, yes or no, but just overall what your thoughts are, um, how thing how the deal went. Um, I had mixed emotions about it, you know, uh, just talking to the guys and seeing how they think about it long term, how it affect us. But, you know, and then they, I'm only going into year three. So personally, I, had, you know, I, I wasn't 100 percent for it, but I did vote. Yes. Mm-hmm. But, you know, like I said, I just had mixed emotions about it. I think I just wasn't 100 percent prepared 
to what will come if we all voted no, if that makes sense. Exactly. I love the game I love the game of football and I just you know, for it to be taken away for any reason, it'll be tough on me. So, you know, personally I voted yes. But. Yeah, I thought I thought that you know would be obviously a strong reason for sure amongst younger players because the uncertainty if all of a sudden everyone just went and said no, no football, and then you never know if things can snowball from there. You never exactly. want that. So. Look, I'm I'm personally obviously very happy we'll have a football season now. Let's just hope you get through this Corona thing, everyone healthy and good. Right. Get camp yeah. started on time. I can't be missing OTAs. I want to drive up to spring training again this year. You can't oh, be missing. Yeah. So, hopefully, you know, it'll wrap up soon. Yeah, hopefully. All right, Dylan, why don't you go jump on there? Well, Chandon, thanks again so much for joining us. Uh, we really appreciate it, man. Thanks for taking your time. Um, kind of want to ride that same sort of theme that Eli just brought up. When you look at a guy like Richard Sherman, another DB in the league, and all the things that went on with his contract and how he negotiated himself, is that something you think – all players should work toward, or do you think the agents still have a place in the business? I think, you know, the agents definitely still have a place in the business, but Richard Sherman, you know, he's a very, you know, intelligent dude. He knew exactly what he was doing, and he betted on himself, and, it, you know, he was paid handsomely for it. So, you know, my hat's off to Richard Sherman, you know, just how he prepares for a game. Like, just even watching him play, I was able to watch him for two years now, and it's just amazing, you know. But he got it done. He was able to represent himself. I don't think a lot of guys will be able to do that just because I don't think they'll put the time in. But, you know, if you want to, I feel like it's something it can't, you know, it can't happen. You just have to be dedicated to learn the ins and outs of the league and all the legal situations. Right. No, absolutely. And uh, as you referenced earlier, you know, you said you had four years at Georgia State, I think, and everyone else obviously thinks there were four fantastic years. You set mm-hmm. records for interceptions for the school. You were the first player to get invited to the Senior Bowl, uh, first academic All-American from Georgia State. I'd love to know which one of those accomplishments is more significant to you. Probably the academic thing, because, you know, the stereotype is, you know, athletes aren't smart or whatever. And I kind of, you know, wanted to push and change the narrative that, you know, I, just as hard as I play on the field, you know, I give them my all in the classroom, too. And that just comes from my parents. You know, they forced, not forced us, but they encouraged making, you know, straight A's all our life. So it was just a habit that stuck with me, even going into college. So, oh, yeah, got back that 100%. You know what? I got to go ahead and jump on that uh, Georgia State train and go, what was your more favorite time? Was it at college at Georgia State or was it at Green Bay when you got here and settled in and kind of making those plays through training camp? Like, what was your, the better environment for you? You know, I, I love both, you know, both experiences, especially with Georgia State. You know, I was there for four years. I was able to start for four years, so mm-hmm. I got comfortable. Making the transition to Green Bay at first was a little difficult just because, you know, I'm going on year two and I'm already on my second team. But I had a, I had a goal in mind and I just stayed consistent with my work habits and it, you know, worked out. I was able to make it 53 and then ultimately get some playing time down the line. So, you know, both experiences were amazing. And, you know, I'm grateful for both. Well, you know what? Jay and I and Eli and, and I'm sure Dylan, because he's been with us too on this, we've all noticed when you were making plays in training camp, in the preseason games, and we just kept seeing 39 Sullivan, 39 Sullivan. I'm like, man, this kid's going to be on the freaking roster. He's freaking awesome. Like, he's flying all over the place, especially that preseason Raiders game. Yeah. Like, we were all over the place. And I'm like, all right, if he doesn't make the 53, he's going to get robbed. And then then when my favorite play of – it's got to be my top three, but that play in Dallas, when you hit that Dak interception – what did you see that made you think like like Dak was just ultimately going to throw it? 
Because like it's like you knew exactly it was coming. Oh, well, it's kind of crazy. I had an interception in practice in the same area of the field, kind of in a mm-hmm. similar way. And what we wanted to do, you know, the whole week, because that's a young quarterback too, is disguise. So we just made it look like man. And at the snap, I kind of backed up and got to my hook drop because I was I was playing nickel and I was uh, we was in cover two. And I just tried to kind of bait him a little bit. You know, I had uh, another, I think it was a running back, pursuing to the flat. So I wanted him to think I was vacating my area mm-hmm. just so he could try to force it behind me. And I knew, you know, with my athleticism, I'd either bat it down or, you know, pick it off. So it, it worked out. It was beautiful. I still, it's one of the plays I always go back and look at when I'm watching film. Because just the angle you were sitting at and the way you had to torque back and get it, it was beautiful. It's one of my favorite it's interceptions crazy. of 2019. And then... Also, I gotta, I gotta go on and ask who is the biggest like jokester goofball in the locker room like all the time. I keep hearing there's different people among different players. I gotta see who you find like the biggest jokester in the locker room. Biggest, it's, it's a couple of them, but you know I'm always with the DBs in that group. So previously it was Tony Brown, um, mm-hmm. now with the Bengals. And then probably between Jair or Savage. You know, both of those guys are always joking around, dancing, and playing. I'm like, when are y'all serious? You know? But, <laughs> but well, I mean, always Savage popular. always has a serious face, too. So, like, it's it's like every time we see him, he's always serious. So, like, it's, it's so, funny so to crazy. stop it. Stop it, Sully. Stop it, Sully. No. I'm going to tell you right now. You're sitting over there like this. Y'all clowning because you're first-round picks, man. I ain't got time to be clowning like that. I'm trying to make the team. That's what you're really thinking. Nah. It wasn't even that, you know, even like Tony Brown and Josh Jackson, too. You know, Josh Jackson's a guy I trained with, you know, coming out, getting ready for the draft. So we just always joking around, rapping, singing, having fun. And that was what was so fun about our DB room. Besides Tremont, we all were young. You know, we're all 23, 24, 25. We're all together. So we're experiencing the same things outside of football. And we just, you know, relate to each other. So that's what was pretty cool about our our locker room. Every player we've had on, Sully, every player we've had on now has said that, and and it's funny because I don't know how much you paid attention to last offseason because of, you know, you weren't really on the team yet, but they spent mm-hmm. an entire offseason talking and bashing Aaron Rodgers in this locker room and, and your head coach ultimately, Matt LaFleur, and his inexperience and age. And yet all we hear from every player that we've interviewed, all five of you now, it's that that, that locker room, there was no – animosity there was no egos it was whether offense or defense y'all were having fun you went out you hung out together there wasn't that even classic offense defense division Uh, can you speak on that a little bit more because it was so much was gone to the negative we want the fans to know the actual truth and that can only come from you guys that were actually in the locker room yeah it's it's funny you know i've heard a lot of people say the same thing about aaron and the coach but like what you know aaron he's a real quiet real humble guy but he jokes a lot. He's like a big kid, too. He's always playing around. He might throw the football at you in practice. Just, you know, play. He's just doing something like a big kid all the time. So, like, that's the side I see. So, I don't know what the media or whatever, you know, but that's that's who I've seen as far as our coach. You know, he, he's a younger guy, so he tries to keep it fresh and fun. He, but he makes everything competition. You know, every day in the team meeting room, we have offense versus defense competitions. Whether it's playing Kahoot or whether it's playing basketball, it's just something fun to switch up the narrative, you know. But like I said, I couldn't ask for a better situation going into year two. So awesome. Now that one, I had a question about. I mean, with you being the younger guys and around Tremont being the older guy, did, did you ever like be in practice with everyone joking around? All of a sudden, Tremont's like, "Hey, what?" Like a big brother moment. <laughs> did you ever do something um, like that? 
I, I don't think so because it's like we all had that switch. You know, we joke around, we play, but yeah. when it's on the field, it's business. And we understand, especially playing DB, how serious it is. So, you know, he never really had to get on to us, and that's what's kind of good, you know. So and you I'm would basically say as, as young as you guys are, uh, there's a culture of responsibility and maturity there, even with a young group as young as you guys are? Just because of the hands were faced. Like we said, Savage, he was a rookie, had to start this year. You know, Jair, he was a year two, but he's our starting corner. Kevin King, you know, this was his third year. We're all young guys, but we're expected yeah. to play. So we can't joke around all the time. We understand the seriousness with our job. You know, we one bad step. We're giving up a touchdown. So we, we understand what comes with our job, and we want to be the best. So that's what, you know, makes our own click. That's awesome. I love that. Well, I've got to know, Chandon, we're all big football fans, which obviously makes us all big fantasy football fans. Did you play fantasy last season, and who was your first-round pick? I'm sorry. I did not. I, uh, I wanted to my rookie year with the Eagles, but – for whatever reason, I was losing. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to take you off. <laughs> so, you going to jump right, this year then? Then, you I know might, what? Here, we're going to get – then, it, you know what? Make us make us a deal. If you decide to play fantasy, you'll hit me up, and you'll be part of our league this year. we got a league. Hmm. All right. That's my word. I got you. Hey. There right. we go. Oh, yeah. We got now, Sully. Also, <laughs> another another agreement. If Jay offers you any trades, decline it. That's the rule. <laughs> yeah. I offer gotcha. good yeah, trades, Sully. Just the heads up. They're fair. <laughs> gotcha. All right. I got a couple of questions for you, man. All right. All right. Here we go. Let's see. What was your main difference in the locker room culture from Philly to Green Bay? And did you have any preconceived notions that were confirmed or you found to be false going in? Like I said, our, our DB room, I came from a very veteran DB room where, you know, we was more serious. Most of the time it was more, I'm not going to say structure, but it was just a little more serious. And then I come to Green Bay and this guy's my age. So, you know, the, as far as the hazing and, you know, just a little small stuff I had to do in my rookie year. I didn't have to do that here, and we all—it wasn't always football all the time. So I think that's the reason it, it, it meshed the way it did this past season. We had so many moving parts. You know, one guy go down, somebody else hop back in, and you know, it was rarely a, a fall off. So just just the age and how we was able to click so fast. So okay, and then what is the most difficult unknown thing about playing? Not only just DB, but multiple positions as a DB. And what are some of the basic technique differences you need to learn to be able to be so versatile in the backfield? Um, the hardest part would probably be the mental aspect, and that's the aspect, and that's um, learning the playbook, learning what you have to do at these different positions. You know, corner is very different than nickel, and nickel is very different than safety, and safety is very difficult, difficult, different than dime. So those are all positions I played this year that I had to, you know spend extra time with the coaches and, and just learn, you know, the playbook, learning what, what my run got was, learning when I'm the force contained, just all the little stuff. But as far as being a versatile athlete, that's something I've been doing my whole career, you know, even going back to college and, you know, high school and so on and so forth. So I was just happy I got a chance to go back to that this year, Green Bay. Okay. And then We're ecstatic you talk- you're back, man. Yes, and I was glad to see you tendered. Uh you talked a little bit about that coverage in the Dallas game, and Dave had pointed out as something that we kind of noticed in a coverage change. Can you kind of speak to any truth about this cover two 
under man zone mix if there if that was an actual thing or just something people kind of thought that you guys were doing? Early in the season, it wasn't a secret. We played a lot of men. You know, they trusted Jair and Kevin on the outside and, and Trayvon in the slot. So as the season progressed, we just kind of, you know, mixed in a couple mixed coverages where one side of the field maybe playing more man or this side might be playing cover two. We had combo coverages just to, you know, challenge the quarterbacks because the season's long and, you know, they have a lot of film to watch on us. So we can't just give them man every play. We can give them something that looked like man and then, you know, it might be cover two or it might be anything. So that's the key, and having a good defense. Well, the way your defensive coordinator, Mike Patton, every time I, I saw it later in the games in the season, it was always he would slide two safeties over the top on the outside and then drop the yeah. linebacker deep in the middle. And it just it's something I haven't seen before, and I love it yeah. because it confused QBs because you'd see him like Russell Wilson was going to throw it plenty of times, and you'd see Blake or B.J. Goodson drop back, and he would pull it down because he wasn't expecting the linebacker to be there. And I just think that it's a great defensive scheme the way you guys were using that later in the year. Exactly. And you know, that it just goes back to Coach Pep and him just giving us the challenge of playing multiple coverages and, and trusting us to do it because it's, well, you know, I know it's not going to be easy for a quarterback to read it. So, one side question Does he ever smile? He always looks like a tough guy, man. You win or get a lot of turnovers. So. <laughs> I, I do have a question, actually, Chandon, because when I'm watching the game, just as a fan, the, the pace of the offense is so fast these days, and the defense rarely gets the chance to huddle. How often do you actually know the full defensive play, and how often are you kind of just going with what you feel and what the last play was? Actually, a lot of times I'm running onto the field because I was in a lot of sub packages. So, you know, when it was second or third down or whatever my package was called, I'm running out there as the offense is, you know, typically lining up sometimes. So we have sign language and typically I just get the coverage aspect and that tells me what I need to do. So a lot of times I don't even hear the whole call. So, Okay. Uh, when in practice, I've always been curious. I mean, when you watch on the field, it's safe to say, you know, Devontae is obviously one of the best receivers in the NFL. But when it comes to the practice field – who has been on the Packers some of, some of the most difficult guys to cover when it came to in your own team, covering them up in practice or training camp, stuff like that? Uh, MVS, he's another speedster guy on the outside. That's a tough guard, one-on-one. Uh, Devontae, of course. Uh, you know, pretty much all our receivers, honestly. You can't really take, you know, a playoff because they will embarrass you. you know, that's their job. Yeah. So, you know, who, who would you say – who would you say was maybe the best wide receiver you covered man-to-man during an actual game? Uh, best probably Amari Cooper or I've covered Odell. So these are some of the top guys. I, yeah. I had to guard my rookie year. So, yeah. Well, yeah, that's uh, that's a tough assignment, <laughs> OBJ. That, <laughs> yeah. would, uh, that, would be, that would have me nervous on the other side. Well, for sure. Now, <laughs> with free agency happening – is there a guy, like, as for you being a player, is there a guy that you're like, hey, I think he'd make a great addition to this team? Is there anybody you would have in mind that adding to the Packers? Uh, I haven't really been paying too much attention to it. You know, I've been more so focusing on myself and just mm-hmm. make sure I'm healthy and ready to go for whenever we are supposed to come back for OTAs. So, uh, you know, we'll leave that up to the GMs. I'm sure they'll do a good job, and we'll be right back where we need to be this season. So, we have full faith in Gutekunst. He is yeah. killing it, North this, He's doing his thing. So. <laughs> okay, well, I got I got that. Are you excited to have Christian Kirksey? <laughs> I, I, uh, I remember watching him a couple of years ago. And he, before, you know, all the injuries and stuff, he was, mm-hmm. he, was, he was a real deal. So hopefully, you know, he'll slide right in. Hey, yeah. 
Same here. All right, I got to ask you this one question because everybody's always interested in this, and it's another one of these that, you know, we can only get the true narrative from somebody that's actually been there with him day in and day out. Practicing okay. every day the entire season against Aaron Rodgers, do you would you say that there is any sign of him declining or losing his abilities that we know or or is this idea that his numbers his numbers in this 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 stuff is just because everybody was learning new language that essentially Aaron Rodgers was was a rookie in this offense well, we want to hear it from the horse's nah, mouth because everybody it's, wants to say Aaron Rodgers is declining and he can't throw the deep ball no. and he can't move like he used to. You had to cover this guy in practice, guys he's throwing in his throws. So, you know, again, horse's mouth, man. I had access to our practice film. It would be a different, you know, different story. Aaron can make any throw on the field he wants to. You know, people can talk about the numbers. We had a new head coach. We had a new whole new system this year with, with young guys out there, especially when Devontae got hurt. It was a next man mentality. So it was a lot of aspects and reasons to why his numbers went down. But as far as talent or him slowing down or he's – no, that's not the case. Aaron's still one of the top quarterbacks in the league. And he can play as long as he wants. And that's just honest. As long as he stays healthy, he can play as long as he wants. I, it's, I mean, that's what we thought. But, you that know, works. again, yeah, we, no, just, we just love having it reiterated by somebody, and it's just kind of our way of booyah and all yeah. those people that get paid and don't want to really do their homework. <laughs> I no, think Aaron's the most talented quarterback I've ever seen. So, yeah, I would pay I would pay an absurd amount of money for some of that Packers uh, practice film, just watching Rodgers because you know you see him you know how what you see him on fifty sixty snaps on a game you know every Sunday, but I, I would imagine on a daily basis in practice he's making plays that you don't see other quarterbacks making ever at any level. Going back to OTAs when I first got there, just watching, I'm like, wow. He's different. All right, I'm going to put you on the spot real quick because we're going to start wrapping this up. (laughs) But I got to put you on the spot. What's your most memorable, like, Aaron burning you in practice moment? (laughs) Aaron burning me? uh, Let's see. Probably a double move by NBS. That that was – and then another play that stands out to me is, like, when I first got to the OTA, I was in perfect coverage, and and he somehow threaded the ball in there to – to, uh, See, but that doesn't count as a burn, yeah. that Chandon. Like, but, there is no coverage for a perfect throw. Man. You should know that. That's a DB like freaking rule is. one. But that's a play I've been making my whole life. You know, that's just something. And the <laughs> fact that I didn't make the play, I was like, oh man. So you know, I've got Alan Lazar. He ran a, a go ball. He's a bigger guy, but you know, I located the ball and I found it. And I thought I was going to make a play on it. He just put it in a perfect place, and that's the one that sticks in my head. And that was way back in OTAs. So. No, awesome. other players, other players have mentioned being in training camp and practice with them and events like that, where like Rogers gets that one sneaky play in and there's always that little, they always say there's that little smirk on his face after the play and he looks at the DB like, gotcha. He's too good. You know, it's too cool. He's, he's, he has the same expression, whether we win or losing, whether he's throwing five touchdowns, no touchdowns, he's the same, you know, so that's what's kind of cool about him. All right. I mean, it well, sounds like it's one big family there in the locker room. It really does. From what you're telling us, other players have told us, it's just that there's no division, and it's great to see that the team is, like, all on a plateau together instead of thinking there's any division or anything. It's, it's really well, good to see. I, I feel like that's how it has to be. You know, winning in NFL is hard. It's hard. Yeah. You know, it's yes, hard. It so, 
you know, if you want to win, you have to give yourself the best chance. And the best chance is camaraderie, is wanting to play for the guy next to you. The season's so long, and you're with them, you know, all day, every day. You see them more than you see a family during the season. So, you know, it'll, it'll just make the situation better if you actually like the guy you're playing with, if that makes sense. So mm-hmm. I think that's the reason we have so much camaraderie. I've got one more. I've got one more okay. thing, and I'll stop bugging you, I promise. I've got to know this, because every time – is Darius and Preston Smith always together, like even on film? Always. Always. Good <laughs> Always. You're not going to see one without the other. Even outside of football, always the other. That's well, if you invite awesome. Preston over, you automatically got to make enough food for Zadarius. Yeah. All right. Yeah, hand to hand. Hand to hand. Everywhere. That's funny. All right, we have a – we Sit have close. a. a we have a little tradition. Uh, we like to end out yes. the show. If you're welcome to hang out and join us, we call it Final Thoughts. We just go around and let everybody give their kind of final thoughts for the show, just whatever you got on your mind, whatever you want to leave the listeners with. And uh, So if you want to join us, you're more than welcome. All right. All right. We'll let you go last, so you're the last voice that the Packer fans hear tonight. How does that sound? Right. Eli, you That's go first good. on final thoughts. Yeah, young right. young first. Go hit it up, pale arms. Pale arms. <laughs> See, that's why I got my sleeves tonight. But don't don't let's not get into that. But basically, first off, again, just wanted to thank you for coming on the show, Chandon. It's been awesome. And my final thoughts are just looking forward to getting this next football season started and seeing you go and progress in this next year in the secondary going with Jair and Kevin King and Savage and Tremont and everyone just building that defense another year under Petson's scheme. I think, I think it's going to be a, another top, top 10 kind of defense. And I'm hoping you're going to be a huge part of it in the secondary consistently. Go ahead, Dillo. Yeah. Yes. Chandon, again, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us. You've been, you know, beyond anything we could have asked for. You've been fantastic. And that that goes for your play as well. I think in the NFL today, we ask so much from DBs. You know, you got to be over six foot. You got to run a sub four or five. You got to mirror guys' moves and you can't touch them. And it, it's a really underappreciated job. You guys only get crap. You rarely ever get appreciated. So just thank you so much for everything you do on and off the field. We really appreciate it. I'm going to go ahead and jump on next. Shannon, thank you again for coming on. And thank you for putting up with my rough technical help desk skills that Jay. I, I didn't even know I was doing help desk, and Jay was like, "I yeah, just like to blindside him with that." And I'm like, "Huh?" <laughs> so sorry if my instructions were a little rough. I was on the spot trying to help you with Skype. Um, and you know what? Like I said, it's been a blast having you on, getting to know you, having Packer fans get to know you, the real Chain and Sullivan. And I had a blast personally because it's not only awesome talking plays with one of our players we've back since being on the team but just to be able to kind of see that players are people too you know that's where i'm gonna end it and and we back you 100 percent. just know title town brawl has your back appreciate it no problem all right well i'm gonna end it by saying again thank you and appreciate you channing it's been a pleasure not only kind of predicting that you would make the team as a dark horse from early on but watching you grow into a role and then watching you get tendered which means that they obviously like you and they got you're going to have a great opportunity i think we've learned from you tonight the listeners learned that you got some competitive uh nature to you you're going to be a hard worker and we learned a lot and for all those people out there how many green bay packer players do we got to hear from 
before you're all going to stop trying to make your money on the same sorry asshole story. Let's end it for all. <laughs> for the love of God, because we're just going to keep asking these players, and we're going to keep spreading the word from these guys to have these guys come on and keep telling you until you either lose your job or you find a new narrative to go. So good luck with that, and thanks again, Chandon, for you know helping us dispel these millionaire media freaking moguls that have nothing better to do but spread lies. Uh, no problem, man. Appreciate y'all for having me. Uh, appreciate you, Packer Nation, for accepting me year two. Uh, I'm in shape. I'm healthy. I'm just ready to make another step and, you know, help this team get back to where we need to be. We got unfinished business. We fell short, and I'm just excited to you know, contribute any way I can next season going into year three. So I appreciate y'all. All right. Channel on social media, I'm going to go ahead, and whenever I do tweets and posts about you, I'm going to do a new nickname called Showstopper. Appreciate it. I like that. <laughs> and you can follow Chandon on Twitter at Showtime Sully Ten. Hit him up. He's a, you know you, you got to be able to follow him. If you got any great videos, send them his way. He loves seeing them. <laughs> and we're getting out of here for the night. If you don't, if you want to uh, hang out for just a few minutes, we can BS a little bit, Chandon, after we close out the show. If you if you got a couple minutes. All right, I'll stay All for right, a couple minutes. We're we're out of here tonight, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Hit us up on the Twitter at Titletown Brawl. Myself is at UPJ33. Dave is at Dave Steger731. Eli is at Book of Eli underscore NFL. And Dylan is at Dylan Busby1. Hit us up on Facebook. Follow, like, and share our page by searching Titletown Brawl. And don't forget to give our parent company some love, the Brawl Network. Hit them up on the all new website. TheBrawlNetwork.com. It's your one-stop shop. The Brawl has it all, baby. And don't forget to give them some love on social media. Hit them up on Twitter, at Network Brawl, and follow, like, and share their Facebook page by searching The Brawl Network. We love you all. Thanks for listening. Thanks again to Chandon Sullivan, the showstopper. Hit him up on Twitter, at Showtime Sully 10. We love you all. Go Pack Go. We'll be back, me and Dave, tomorrow morning with TTB Morning Updates. Love you. Good night.